Imagine waking up with some coffee in your cup. Take a look outside. Someone's stolen your ride. Should I call the police? Maybe try to catch the thief. I feel so violated. My wife is devastated. What can I do? What can I possibly do? Take back control. Dig a 14 inch hole. Put a bollard in. And never let it happen again. That's it. <laughs> Bravo, man. Thank Bravo. You. That's that's a keeper. I love that. You just made that up on the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> Sean, that was amazing. Thanks so <laughs> Thank much, you. man. <laughs> Great start to this show. Obviously, everyone's going to get a good idea of what we're going to talk about on today's show, man. So I really appreciate you opening it up that way. Yeah, thanks, man. It's uh, pretty relevant in our world right now. It's an interesting world these days. You're younger than me. Well, I mean, we're all going through some funny times. It's almost like the funny pages are just coming to life nowadays. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited wanna, to be here. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. So I just want to let everybody know what's going on. Sean Lowry is here from Ontario Bollards. Uh, www.ontarioballards.com. You can reach them at 289-891-8559 and also on email info at ontarioballards.com and find them all over social the same way I did and that's uh, at Ontario Bollards and also TikTok's the same and LinkedIn. Everything's there. You got it. So we're going to talk about, I mean, I guess what's the clear definition of a baller to begin with, but be, hang on, sorry, before you get to that, just a quick shout out to Brothers Bear, uh, Brothers Bear, Brother Bear, Brother Bears, Brothers Bear, <laughs> Brother Bears, I'm wearing their tee today, that's it, all right, guys are doing amazing work, so then I wear somebody else's t-shirt every time I do a show. Oh, nice. So that's Love why, it. it's all underneath the table here. So that's <laughs> the way to do it. Everyone has no idea the reason why there's such a big table in the podcast studio is so I can hide all the t-shirts underneath there. It's a beautiful table. That's it. Thanks, man. So, okay. So back to, okay. What exactly is the clear definition of a bollard? So a bollard, there are many varieties of a bollard, but essentially it is a post or barrier that sticks out of the ground to protect people, assets, building, and that kind of thing. It's everything from... Uh, like a galvanized steel post that would um, protect electrical transformers all the way up to like a crash certified barrier to prevent a transport truck um, from like a hostile vehicle attack on a building or something like that. So wide range of application, um, but a pretty interesting product for sure. But it's interesting that now it's becoming mainstream in residential use. That part of the business has gone crazy over the last year with a vehicle being stolen every 48 minutes in the GTA right now. That's the, that's the stat right that's now? That's the stat. It is crazy. So we're getting 20 to 30 calls a day from people whose vehicle has been stolen. So I first heard about or even paid attention to what a baller was when two of my favorite mom and pop tool shops were broken into because they literally just drove right into the windows yep. uh, and smashed the window and then just got inside there, right? So Tool Academy and Mississauga Hardware, uh, and then all of a sudden they, they threw up the six-inch uh, yellow-sleeved or whatever yep. uh, far or five feet out of the ground, and I have no idea what's in the, in the ground or how it's strong enough, but I guess that it's strong enough to stop a vehicle from doing that again. Exactly. Yeah, that's the most popular uh, solution for storefront protection, essentially, is a six-inch Schedule 40 galvanized pipe gets embedded four feet in the ground and usually four feet above ground, put a yellow cover over it, like you said. Um, that's the most popular option. It's not necessarily the product that can properly um, protect storefronts. We have another crash-rated product that's certified for storefronts, just... Uh, the standard six-inch galvanized pipe isn't like a tested product. It's kind of assumed okay. that the protection will be good enough. Um, and 99% of the time is just if somebody comes in at a higher speed, has some pedal confusion, things could happen. Has some pedal confusion. That's a pretty common term in uh, our industry, actually. Uh, it happens with senior citizens a fair okay. amount. They, right. they hit the gas instead of the brake and 
And if there's no forward. protection up there, they're, th- they're through the storefront. What's the history of Ontario? Like you guys want to, you want to bring us back to the beginning and just where it all got started. And then I, I'd love to get to the evolution of now what's happening because of all this stuff that's going on. But where do you guys start? For our company? Yeah. So pretty interesting story. Our founder was, had his own GC for, I think about 35 years. And he was always installing bollards and thought that would be a, you know, lucrative business mm-hmm. opportunity. And he got out of that um, part of his life owning a GC and started this company from his garage and just was doing installs kind of on the fly. And over time, he brought in another kind of business mind. That's that's Gary. And the two of them together just complement each other so amazingly that the construction knowledge with the business knowledge, just the two of them made sense. Made sense, and it's made sense ever since they've done. How long ago was that? Thirteen years ago. Thirteen years ago. Yeah. So that. started out of the garage, moved into just a small little warehouse where they picked all the orders and were on the laptops working at the same time, kind of thing. And it's just evolved, and now we've got, I think, about twelve employees, and the company's doing really well. And do you know offhand how many you've installed over the? 13 years i mean tens of thousands tens of thousands for sure so, so i guess in the beginning the early days it must have been a little bit of a challenge because you were only dealing with i guess commercial or maybe exactly like it started as just one very basic product and that's usually like installing around electrical transformers yeah storefronts, protection, protection yeah. basic protection and then it was like anything as the business evolved you learn about the intricacies and that's when we started to get into the crash certified products and you know protecting government buildings and that kind of thing like we did spark street in ottawa city hall protected um all around city hall which is a a great job for us how many were there i think it's between 1500 wow of like you know 12 inch diameter thick fixed fixed well or they some are. Yeah, that's the, the, one of the interesting parts about the product too is that you can have automatic, semi-automatic, removable, fixed, and have them have a matching aesthetic. So if you have a row of 50 of them, two of them in the middle are automatic, you would never know. It just, when they're all up, they look the exact same. Well, I'd, I'd love to get into the guts of it. So regarding ones that are not fixed or fixed, like I guess there's an electrical component attached to it or is it a hydraulic or how does it all work? Correct. Great question. Um, so probably 90% of the bollards in North America that are automatic installed in the past have been hydraulic, but they, we found that it's kind of a messy product. It leaks like the fluid. Um, okay. There's a lot of maintenance on it. So we've moved everything to electromechanical and it's just smoother, better, faster, more reliable performance and similar price point. So we've had a lot of success moving everything to electromechanical and everything's rated to minus 40 degrees celsius for our wow. harsh canadian climate yeah like we did uh edmonton ice district the new roger center mm-hmm. too um which is a pretty good use case of how these can perform in the winter i mean edmonton's one of the harshest climates in canada so i'm curious about i don't <coughs> know that much about auto theft and I just get the sense that it's a lot easier to steal a car these days than it used to be back in my days when you were trying to like, you know, just pick the lock and, and wedging the, the seals there and then somehow getting into the locking mechanism and open it up. But now people are just duplicating fob signals and all kinds of stuff like that. So it becomes faster for them. And I've seen it through other people. And, and unfortunately, some contractors that have been on the show, they've had their businesses or even their homes, you know, violated. And someone's gone in and, and basically gotten that signal, right? So we've all heard about trying to put your fobs inside of certain um what are the cages? I can't remember them. The ferret or uh, Fer- yeah, Faraday, uh, Faraday yeah, cage yeah, or whatever. Right. So you do that whole thing, but it's like, is it going to be easy for them to kind of get your signal or that's not a possibility? So all of our automatic bollards have anti-cloning built into it. So it means every time the button is pressed, a new signal is created. Oh, so wow. it's like a random generated signal. Okay. Um, because that obviously is a huge issue. Thieves are just extremely sophisticated these days. They're paying attention. They're paying attention and... Yeah, they're they're getting in and out in like ninety seconds, getting the vehicle started. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's a big problem. So now, so that's good that you guys have done that. I wish kind of like the automakers would do the same thing with their. To be honest, I don't really understand why. 
yeah, all that's involved because it seems like it's too big of a problem that somebody should be fixing it. But there's a trickle-down effect to all this stuff, right? It's like, okay, so just off the top of your head, because you know this more than I do, average cost of a baller, let's say for residential purposes, because obviously industrial and protection of hydro components or whatever, yep. it's it's more extreme. It's thicker, wider, like you were mentioning with the certain places. But in a residential, what is someone asking for in a residential application? A four-inch pipe? or Yeah, so there's two options for residential, a manual or an automatic. The manual, basically, you put a key into it, and that releases the mechanism to put the baller down into the ground. Yep. There's a lever that sits flush on the top of the unit. You just pull that up and lock it into place. Those ones run for installed about 2,500 bucks okay. in the city per bollard. And you're drilling a hole and encasing it. Yeah. So basically we core a 14 inch diameter hole by about four feet deep, lay it on a bit of gravel, level it, set it in concrete. And you have to make sure there's adequate drainage when you're installing them. Cause that's the biggest question we get is, how do these perform in the winter? Aren't they just going to freeze up? Um, and you got to mark the property. Yeah, <laughs> of course, we need to check for private locates and utilities <laughs> and all that ahead of time and yeah. dealing with Ontario One Call. Because you're not using a shovel to dig this hole. We do. When guys are only doing one or two in a driveway, we do a good amount of hand digging. Actually. Oh, really? Huh? Our installation team is solid. Unbelievable. You would not. They can have two holes dug quicker than an auger can do it. Like, it's... They're, wow. in, they're very, very skilled at what they do. Okay, so that's the manual one with a key. That's the manual one. And then if you get into the um, the electronic one. So we've been selling the manual one for years, and demand has just gone crazy for that product. And there's obviously a lot of high-end homes in Toronto, and people live in a world of convenience. So we found that there's a massive need for an automatic residential bollard, like designed specifically for that purpose. So we manufactured and engineered that in the last year and that product is really cool too so again use the key fob to operate it push a button it goes down it's got anti-cloning built in and they retail for about four thousand per unit per installation unit. around 2500 and then what do you guys recommend you know, bare minimum two per depending on the scope of the driveway exactly every property is different the whole concept being that if a thief is able to get your vehicle started there's nowhere that they can drive across your lawn or through hedge or something like that so another question we get all the time is can't they just drive across your grass this, this product is stupid like well mm. uh, no th there's more to it than that yeah but, so we offer like uh, we place armor stones as well in case somebody doesn't want to fully barricade their whole property you can just put like large decorative stones to minimize the vulnerable area kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's been a really good solution for us too. So you basically just got to think about how they can physically, other than I guess the next step now is that you're going to start craning the cars out, which is going to be a whole other story at yeah, that point. More logistics involved in that one, but yeah, you never know. And you never know. And it's just like the, the amount of noise that would be result. Cause I've seen that. I've seen that, uh, Europe has a lot of that. They're craning big containers of garbage units. Like they'll come in and just grab the top portion of a garbage uh, basket or a container. Yeah. And then you, they lift it out of the ground and it's the huge belly of, a, of, a, of the actual containers got all the refuse in it. So then they just crane that right out. But the amount of noise that that flatbed truck and crane makes. Yeah. That's the only way it's going to go from here because if you're protecting the vehicle with the bollards and you've got armor storm or whatever, they can't take the car at that point. That's the whole premise. We've installed hundreds in the GTA and we've had 100% success rate with this product. Are you guys benefiting or is the, does a homeowner benefit if you get this installed by insurance? That's something we're working through right now. Or they, it's too new for them to they, go, yeah. ah, we'll give you a discount because you're saving. Exactly. Insurance companies are trying to wrap their head around the product and how it works and stuff. So we've definitely had a lot of meetings with them and just trying to figure out the logistics of what an arrangement would look like. Yeah, because I just want to go through the flow chart. It's like someone steals a car. Most likely, it's not being, it's not hanging out in Canada much longer. It's gone within 24 hours. It's in a container somewhere yeah. and shipped off somewhere, and it's going from there. So now it becomes an insurance situation, and now that affects everybody's insurance, right? Because now they have to recoup that cost somehow. Exactly. Insurance companies are still in the business of making a business. Of course. So it's, it's, it's to our benefit for these vehicles not to get stolen. So spending money working with you guys to get your product in there to protect our assets makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense to me too. Yeah. It just, uh, you know how these big ships take a long time to steer certain ways. Sometimes I feel like that's, they're got to go through 50 approvals before 
putting something like this in place, but that's just my opinion. It's it's kind of weird because I think I could probably speak to a dozen or so contractors that I've had a chat over the last year or two. Yeah, they tried. I saw the markings. I saw the scratches. They were trying to get into the vehicle. Like it's a lot to do with vehicles that are parked on driveways and then you're sleeping at night. Right? You have no idea that they're exactly. quiet as mice and all of a sudden they can make little to no noise and get the vehicle out there. The, the loudest noise is going to be the engine when it's taking off and it's gone. But at that point, it's gone. Exactly. And then you're calling the police and unfortunately our police, what are they going to do really? Like you can't do much. The vehicles are like recovered less than 1% of the time. I think it's, and at the same time, even if you catch them in the act, what are you going to do? Run out in your house coat and say, hey, city, stop taking my car. <laughs> Okay, buddy. And you shouldn't do that, by the way. Because you should not you, do you that. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what they have. You don't exactly. know. You don't know what other vehicles are around there because they obviously didn't walk to your house. Yeah. And and there is that whole tracing. And there's the scary things about you know air tags being you know slapped onto vehicles when they see a vehicle, whether it's at a mall location or someplace, a grocery store, yep. and they just literally follow your vehicle right to your home, right? So it's like everyone's trying to be as safe as possible by not programming your home address into your gps or your ways or what have you and all that kind of crap but it kind of makes sense to put these ballers in there are you now being approached by interior designers wanting to get them more aesthetically pleasing so to speak to an extent we're talking to a lot of i would say more like landscape architects yes. and that kind of thing okay um people generally like it's like a nice brushed stainless steel finish so it looks pretty sleek but it is a good point we should probably explore just some different aesthetics and that kind of thing. Because I think it's a viable option for the, I mean, to, to integrate it. It makes sense that what you just said, that the landscapers and the hardscapers, they get involved and they're be, they be a part of this yep. network now. So then when they're actually redoing a driveway, they're already making those holes and preparing for it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely easier to do full installation with wiring and that kind of thing when the driveway is already torn up. We do a lot of jobs where we go in and, trench up the side of the house or whatever because the automatic bollards are connected to a control panel that would be housed in the garage or something like that so if a property is already under construction of way easier to, to get it done and uh, more economical for the customer but at the same time we can still do it if we have to tear up a little bit of driveway what's the risk Going back to the uh, the drivers that don't necessarily always pay attention. I'm rushing in the morning, and uh, this just happened the other day when I went to my favorite Portuguese chicken place, and a guy hopped in to his vehicle, and he was backing up, and his food was on his roof. He wasn't paying attention, and I was just wailing on the horn, and he wasn't paying attention. Someone came along and just pointed at him, and he got out, and he realized that his food was on his roof, and he was ready to take off, right? Yeah. So if you're running off, and you're taking off, and you get into your vehicle, you got an SUV that's higher than the bullets themselves, What's the risk of them? There's there's always a risk of that. Yeah. I mean, you do the same thing a thousand times in a row, getting into your car and just immediately driving out. There's always a risk of it. I mean, having most of the people who have put bollards in have newer vehicles for the most part. And I was just going to say, the who sensors, have sensors and yeah. like stuff like that definitely helps. But we've had, I think, two incidents where somebody backed into it. One being the day, so it was a husband and wife came to me walked them through the, show, through the showroom and they put a lot of thought into this whole process and we installed it. They loved it. I got a call from the wife the next day saying, okay, I have a problem. <laughs> My husband's away for the week. I backed into the bollard the second day we had it and he's going to kill me if he, if he finds out. So I have a credit card from my home country england that he doesn't know about can we put it through on that and you guys get back here tomorrow and fix it it's like yeah we'll make it happen was she worried about the bollard or the car or both i think the husband really yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but it does happen it's but gonna happen not right? too often it's yeah it's like anything you just gotta it just be careful you just got to be careful because the idea is that you when you park and you leave it there you want to be as tight as possible to it because then yeah, i mean i'm sure you're going to get some thieves that are going to think that they're austin powers trying to turn that forklift around 20 point third yeah. yeah exactly yeah. right and they'll try to get the vehicle that way exactly yeah we try to that's the most popular probably solution is to sort of pin the vehicle between the bollard and the garage or the the fence or whatever never in my day would i've thought being in construction that i mean and i'd love to pass by your showroom and just check it out and see all the options that are out there Anytime. right uh, i've been online and i've seen it that way but i never in my day i'd be like standing there looking at a pole and thinking i know aesthetically pleasing for my decor of my home <laughs> i know it's 
but it's great the, for you guys and i definitely think that is this business is not going away it doesn't seem like it's going away it's, it's gonna grow i think it probably will too. yeah it is quickly at the moment at the same time you don't know how long this amount of demand is going to last so we're just trying to service as many customers the best we can and help as many people that we can i think as long as you get tech savvy thieves out there and they're interested in finding new ways to get other people's possessions yeah then people who can protect those possessions they figure out to counter that it's a quick currency for thieves like in a time where people are pinched right now financially probably more than they have been in a long time it's like a quick and easy solution for them so i could definitely see it happening for a while i mean it's really simple i've always told people sometimes i'll hop into pickup trucks of contractors and they'll have that whole center console full of change and all kinds of stuff like that yeah and i'm like why do you do that it just like i remember when i had and i had an older nissan pickup truck and i left some change there and they smashed my side window just to open up the door just to steal the change you're just inviting them you're inviting them So the more you put a you put a baller, you get it all prepped. You, it's gonna deter. I've always I had a friend of mine. His house was broken into, and he lived alone. And I I always told him for years and years and years, put a beware dog sign. Great idea. Yeah. Like I, I don't have a dog. I go. They don't know that you don't have a dog. Yeah, exactly. Like so, I always had beware of dog signs on my house. It's just like no criminal wants to find out if it's a little you know poodle or something like that, or if it's a dog, a larger dog. Exactly. Right? They just they it's gonna deter them. That's the thing. It's People say, well, is there any possible way that this bollard can be, like, penetrated? Like, I mean, technically anything is possible for sure. Enough of a force and ramming. But, yeah, yeah it can... We've done some testing on the on both of them, and we had a Range Rover back into it about 10 times from 4 feet, and it still stood up upright wow. after it was done. So it's not a crash-rated product. There's, there's not a demand for a $25,000 residential bollard out there. So... It's not crash rated, but it can definitely definitely withstand quite an impact. And to your earlier point, it's a deterrent. If somebody pulls up to a driveway with a bunch of bollards up protecting their vehicle, obviously they've taken security measures seriously. So first off, they've got these in place. What else have they got in place? And they take the path of least resistance. So they're likely going to just move on to the next place that has the same kind of vehicle. Interesting. I, I'd love for you to go through all the different types of, I know you touched upon it a little bit of it, but you've got on your website, you got all kinds of different like architectural ballers, you got safety ballers, you got like all kinds of things like that. Like you want to get a dive into that world? Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely dive into that. So we've talked about the residential ballers fairly extensively. So I think you have a good understanding of those. What's the biggest one that you can, that you've been requested to put on a property? I know normally it's like for residential. Yeah. For residential. We've done some 12 inch diameter automatic bollards wow um and they look beautiful like they turned out really nice the Sta- owners brush really stainless happy. or whatever yeah. yeah yeah brush stainless um some people just want a little bit of a beefier product which i get too i mean if you have a massive driveway it looks a little bit nicer too um i've had a couple conversations with guys so once you get into the crash rated stuff those are considered k4 or k12 is the type of the rating so k4 means it can withstand an impact of fifteen thousand pounds so a semi truck traveling at, at, at what's 50 kilometers an hour wow and still have to be in the same position that it was when it was struck k12 is fifteen thousand pounds at 80 kilometers an hour so Holy. we design engineer manufacture these bollards and then we go to a place called calspan in buffalo where they install our product wait for the concrete to cure, and then we go down there and we watch these trucks get split in half, basically. It's pretty cool. Holy cow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to watch. Are they waiting 28 days for the concrete to fully cure? Yeah. Before they do the test? Correct. Wow. Yeah. So it's always exciting when we get to go down to Buffalo and watch these things happen. Um, Popcorn in hand and everything? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be entertained by that. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool for sure. Um Listen up, guys. If you love top-line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're going to want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So 
Check them out, mbsentinel.com, or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. I forget what the original question was. Uh, just the different the <laughs> Sorry, different man. styles and, the, 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 I guess, what people are asking for. And oh, yeah. So I was going to say, yeah. there's a residential customer saying, listen, I want a K4 bollard for my driveway. I was like, are you concerned that someone's going to, try and like drive into your house and use the vehicle as a weapon. He's like, no, but the installation of the K4 and he knew his bollards. He's like, once you get into crash rated, once you're embedding it into the ground, they're sitting on like massive rebar cages. So if somebody ever wanted to try and like rip the bollard out of the ground, it just would not be possible. So you have, you have like a much larger footing to the ball. ball. That's the reason why. And that's why it's getting that rating. Exactly. So it's and not just plus it has thicker steel and L- as well. Are they, they're, are they, they're not solid. They're just a thicker steel case that's on top of it, right? Correct. I think the K12 is about an inch thick steel. It's really thick. They're heavy. Anybody asking for black ones? Yep. Or, okay. Because yep. I just thought about that husband and wife situation. That, that makes it even worse at night that you may not even know that it's out. Yeah. Point, I mean, right? you put reflective tape on them. People ask for lights for residential sometimes, but it's like, do you want to attract more. The fact that you you are hiding something, or yeah. just leave it. I usually recommend not to go with lights for residential, but some people want to have the lights flashing when they have a party. So <laughs> I had two guys say that to me last to week. To each his own. Yeah, what, I was like, whatever I, they we can want. give you the lights if you want. But yeah, I probably wouldn't. But. So will they go on a strobe and connect it to the music that's happening there? Like it's I said that a couple of years ago. I was like, we should get speakers built into some of these. It'd <laughs> be cool. And you have a little like heartbeat or something like that. Yeah. Just kind of going up and down on all the bollards. And exactly. A little tune. But then, then you're going to attract people to start doing a rave on the street or yeah. something. Yeah. You have a silent disco out there maybe. <laughs> so it's it's basically, so I guess when you get into not the, the architectural and I guess the aesthetic looking ones and then the practical looking ones, um, those are just purpose driven where it's like you want to protect something. If someone's not paying attention on the road and the vehicle veers off, you want that vehicle to stop at that point right there where it's not going to damage something that's on the other side of that. Right. For sure. There's, there's kind of two sides to it. You can get the product to look very commercial or have that bright safety yellow, you know, hundred percent safety first, but sometimes the big conference centers and places like that want to have the outside of the building look really nice, but still be protected. So, there's some cool ones out there where you can get like a granite finish around the outside of the baller that just looks like kind of old school stone blends into the blends. Yeah. Which is really nice. We often sell like planters that go over top. So you'll have K 12 rated bollards installed and then just a planter over top. So if it gets hit, the planter gets destroyed obviously, but the people and the patrons are still protected. It's a fascinating world, man. There's a lot to it that you would never like. It's know not about. just a matter of a pole sticking out of the ground. It's all it is, right? There's a yeah. there's an extreme amount of function attached to this. Tons. So are you guys constantly improving, thinking about what the next step is going to be? This is the next model. This is what we're planning on. Always. That's, you have to be right. That's what I think. One of the reasons we stand out in the industry is we're innovating. We have like three new products coming out every single year. It's just what's happening especially in canada and the us and what needs to be addressed the storefront one i was talking about earlier um there was an incident and we just knew that there needed to be a crash rated solution that's still economical for people to install in front of their storefronts um, do you know offhand because you guys probably know this information i always thought that montreal was the car theft capital of canada if you do a google search Ontario and Quebec are one and two. Quebec might even be one now because it is just as bad. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we have, I mean, m- the demand we're getting right now is mainly from the GTA. But j- we just haven't really marketed to Quebec To yet. get over there. Yet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's next. I always, when I, and funny enough is I rented a car one time, went to Montreal for a trip, and uh, it was stolen right in front of the hotel. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Call the cops and I saw a little bit of glass on the ground and I'm like, I swear I parked right here and then I call the cops and the first question they ask me is where's the key? Assuming that I'm the criminal. Yeah. And I'm like, here's the key, dude. Stop. Like, first of all, I'm speaking English to you. I'm not offending anybody in Quebec, whatever. I'm just like, I'm going to speak English to you. And, uh, and here's the key and I didn't take it. Someone stole it. And then they basically deciphered that Quebec has this funny situation where if you 
hit a parked car, it automatically has to be towed. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's the first thing that happens because you've now damaged and it has to be technically brought to a police impound because it's been hit by somebody and a whole report has to happen for a collision. But what's happening right in front of everybody's eyes during broad daylight is the criminal has the tow truck and they're stealing the vehicle because it's been hit. Gone. Not going to the police impound. Yeah. This is what the police educated me on. Wow. And that's where I learned that this is a long time ago, 20 years ago. This is where I learned that um, um, that was the epicenter of car theft. Jeez. But I can, you're right. I, I could totally see Ontario being now the number one because of what's really going on here. Yeah. How there's so much more going on right now. I'd be curious to talk to somebody in Montreal, though. I'm, I'm sure it's probably similarly it's as probably bad. Probably just as bad, right? There's obviously demand for this. Are you guys going all over Ontario, like with the work? We're, yep. So our installation team will go anywhere in Ontario. We've done installs at West. Um, we work with kind of subcontractors across the country too, wherever we can. Um, but most of our installations are generally within the GTA. We go as far as London quite often, Barry and, but on a day to day, most of them are, are close to home. Are homeowners waiting to have their vehicles stolen before they're contacting you or they just word of mouth through their network of neighborhoods? Like they're just like, okay, well our car got stolen. So we're going to do this to prevent this because we don't want to be the next person. In general, this industry is extremely reactive. Okay. Like somebody drives through a storefront front window and then they call and say, I need bollards. Well, you needed bollards yesterday, but yeah, we'll definitely come out there ASAP and get you, get you sorted out. But it's usually triggered by some sort of incident. Uh, Their neighbor had their vehicle stolen or somebody they know, or they saw something on the news. Um, But a lot of our business does come from somebody who had their car stolen the night before frantic it's, phone calls in the morning it is such a painful like annoying process because i mean you got to contact your insurance you have to first eliminate yourself as a criminal yeah because you could have done it you could have i'm not saying that you didn't whatever but you could have um but then they have to investigate that go through that whole procedure and then all of a sudden release it at that point and then you got to go and get another vehicle and you got to wonder okay which vehicle am i going to get now and and the funny thing is like you said it's just more reactive where homeowners after they have their first car stolen uh, especially on their own home property, their first thought is is looking at a list of vehicles that are not high on the desired list. Yeah, but I guess today's any new day, any new modern car that has a fob and has sensors and has some sort of luxury, they're on the list. Yeah, I mean, there's a top ten list for sure, but there are tons of cars outside of that list getting stolen all the time. Pickup trucks are being stolen all the time. Vans yep. are being stolen all yep. the time. Equipment truck. I mean, like uh, all kinds of uh, construction equipment and everything like that is all just being stolen all the time, right? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> it's messed up. It's man. crazy. Well, it's kind of good for you guys, but kind of bad because we shouldn't have ever gotten to this point where it's... It's tough. I, I struggle when people say, oh, it's good for you guys, good for business. Like, yes, of course it is good for business, but as a human, it is not good what's happening in the world. Like... Does everybody that works at Ontario have bollards at their house? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Coming soon. <laughs> they should. It's kind of like, I guess, employee discount or that's something. That's true, yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll implement that for sure. I'm just it kinda <laughs> it kind of makes sense to have it. I mean, I just um I when I first heard about it, I was like, it makes so much sense to me. Yeah. And I'm and then I started thinking about it, it makes so much sense too if you're a contractor and you've got a yard. And like you've got a bunch of equipment and it's just funny is that I'll, I'll drive by a used car dealership and what they do is they'll take the biggest vehicle and they'll just park it from the entrance to get inside that area. Right. Yeah. But you know that criminals are thinking about other ways to try to get in there. For sure. And that's something that cities and municipalities do all the time for their protection on job sites and stuff. They'll just use two city dump trucks, pay a guy full salary to sit in there all day and run it the whole time. Like there are better solutions out there. Yeah. One that we just came out with, speaking of innovation, is a product called an Octablock. So it's a K4 rated, so again, 15,000 pounds at 50 kilometers an hour, and it's completely portable. So it just sits on the pavement, and it's got, I'll send you some pictures another time, but basically it's got a octagon-shaped base that's probably 30 inches by 30 inches, and when it gets hit, it topples over and there's like teeth on the bottom of it that grab in, into the cement. Um, so 
Do you have it on your website? No. It's on our private. So we have a product line called Ant. Okay. Yeah, it's on the Ant website. Ant. A-N-N-T. Okay. Yeah, that's our line of what's called anti-terrorist bollards, which really is, that's really what they're called in the industry, anti-terrorism. So even if you knock it, well, you can't knock it over because it's biting into the ground. So yeah, back to the octoblock. That is what happens. So if you have a bollard that's standing straight up, a truck would hit it at the top of it. It topples over. And when it topples, the teeth on the base grab the concrete while at the same time lifting the truck up, immobilizing it. Holy cow, man. There's a video of the product <laughs> on uh, our YouTube channel to me at uh, Venue Connect in Pittsburgh doing a trade show, explaining how you, how you do it. So, yeah, basically you can use a forklift or a crane truck to set these in place. They weigh about 800 pounds, and they're perfect for venues, event centers, and that kind of thing when you need just temporary crash rate of protection. So it only engages or affects once you make contact with it when you're trying to remove it or if you're trying to hit it. If, yeah, if you hit it, that's when it'll get toppled over and stop the truck from moving any further. And this is being installed here in Canada in certain locations? It's a brand new product. We have a couple orders of these out in the States, but they're, it's a big product in Germany. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's cool. There's just... When you run these event centers and that kind of thing, there's just these niche needs that are, you know, the problem is solved with unsustainable solutions like the dump trucks in the cities and that kind of thing. So how would it work? I guess it only works with a hard surface. It wouldn't work in a loose, like a gravel kind of application. It would have to be some sort of pavement or concrete it would, yeah. surface, right, for it to actually work at that point. Correct, yeah. Got it. But it makes sense because now you're in an urban setting and it activates when you hit it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And you guys are, you guys have, okay, wow, that's pretty interesting. So that's the kind of stuff that you guys are in the think tank and then come exactly. up with ideas. Yeah. It's like, what are the situations that people are bringing us the most that don't have like a great solution? We have just a little think tank always going on and what can we do better? What do people need? What are people asking for? And then we've got the infrastructure in place that we can usually innovate engineer manufacture pretty quickly are we ever sean are we ever going to get to the point where it's like you come into your driveway and it's just a lift that drops your vehicle down it's like full ball four bollards at the corners there and you're literally just sinking your vehicle into a hole and the top of that lift has got a cover on it so now the vehicle's out of the way are we going to like it it could right i could see it like a batman movie or something like i i just i remember the first time i saw it and it was funny enough it was a plumber he had a lift in his garage because he only had a three car i'm really sorry he only had a three car garage <laughs> yeah he's a plumber and he had four vehicles and he wanted to park one of them on a lift so he ended up getting a lift in his garage and i was like why don't you just put that in the ground and he was like, oh that's an interesting idea yeah <laughs> I could definitely see. I could see that as being the evolution, the next step where it's like you come home, you hit a button. And like I remember reading maybe 20 years ago about certain homes, certain wealthy people had lazy Susie driveways. Yep. So you would drive into your driveway and then park, leave, hit a button and the car would turn around. So then when you left mm, in the morning, you those, didn't have yeah. to back up. And I'm like, you really need, I guess you have the money. So then I'm like, okay, I can see the future of Bollards being like, yeah, we got four of them here. It drops it in place. There's no way this vehicle is going to come out now. Anything is certainly possible. <laughs> just get <laughs> thinking on it and start drawing yeah, no. up those ideas and stuff. But it's just, it's like, it's like, you're right. So you, you get all these homeowners reaching out to you and you're talking to them. And it's almost the same story, different street, different vehicle, different everything, but it's the same story. It is. And it's, it's tough some days when you have the same conversation 20 times and a customer calls in and says, my vehicle has been stolen. Like sometimes I have to remind myself to be, I'm sorry to hear that. Like that yeah. sucks. Yeah. It happens 20 times a day. It's like, yeah, let's get down to business sometimes, which is not the, not the way to do it. Come yeah. To the showroom. Yeah. We can go through all the, all the designs that we have and go from there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else you want to share? Like, I mean, you guys are, you guys have the crew, you have all kinds of experience and you got the guys coming in and you're pulling guys from the construction industry. Is that coming from the owners themselves when they started that they were in construction? So they wanted to get guys that are coming from the construction industry. They understood, I guess, foundation principles, right? 
Definitely. Concrete yeah. guys, metal guys, welders and girls, like all those kinds of people, right? Yeah. So it's primarily a family run business. And so our managing director's son is our lead installer and he's obviously just picked up and ran with all the knowledge that um, his father who owned the GC had. And those two are, are really the foundation of the installation team. And I, I got to give a shout out to Ben too. Um, of course, Ben, Ben and Luca, they are they're the team They're I can't talk enough about the installations that our guys do. We have a reputation in the industry that any job site we go to is just looks immaculate. Everything is just clean the whole time they're there. Uh, our installations are some of our best marketing just because the owners talking to their friends about how, how clean the work was. So it's I'm, a messy job. Guys. It's a messy job to begin with. For sure. But then you guys are keeping and maintaining it properly. And then all of a sudden you're, it's almost as if it never happened. Exactly. Like when it's actually fully encased and closed in there, you're you're literally just seeing like dots. Yeah. At that, that point. That's that's the hope. Yeah. 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 So it's uh bollards obviously are uh, the the biggest part of our business, but in the winter things can quiet down. I mean, you're not doing as many installs and that kind of thing. So we have full indoor warehouse protection solutions as well. So I mean, bollards being one of them, we sell a lot of bolt-down bollards yeah. that just go into, like, loading docks and yeah. that to protect equipment and that kind of thing. There's no sensors on forklifts. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Forklift <laughs> drivers are relentless out there, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> one of the reasons we developed a product called CoreFlex 2. And so a big problem in warehouses is, to your point, forklift drivers will back over just, like, a basic steel guardrail system it rips the anchors out of the floor. You have to now reinstall it, replace the concrete, and that happens like daily. Yeah. So we developed a product that's basically impact-absorbing steel guardrail. So you still use steel, but there's like a rubber. Um, like a crumple zone to it or something? It's basically just the base of it has rubber a rubber ring in it so it makes okay. the product impact absorbing and okay. you can take a look we got a cool side by side on our youtube as well of our forklift backing into a steel guardrail obviously ripping it out of the concrete backing into the core flex at two kilometers four kilometers six eight and it just bounces off wow just i mean obviously you pay a little bit more on the front end for a, a higher quality product but you are going to save so much time and money and maintenance and you don't upkeep. Get, you don't get that YouTube video of the whole rack falling over. Yeah. That's what you're avoiding. Yeah. Which we've seen so many of those on social media, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you're having a bad day, that kind of story, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, so if you would have taken care of it by doing this, it would have made a lot more sense, right? It's just, it's funny. I think every warehouse I've ever been into or supplier, you walk in and, and all the ballers or anything that's protective or whatever, it's just dinged up to madness, right? Yeah. You got to wonder what's the story behind all that stuff, and then you look at the forklift operators and drive around. They're like, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, I understand it now." Some of them are amazing. They're 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 F one drivers. Yeah, I, I get it. I totally understand. But some of them are not amazing. Can't even be in the pit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right out of university, I was a forklift driver at Procter and Gamble, and it just I am confident in my many of my abilities, and I was just not a good forklift driver. <laughs> So they're guys like me who were driving forklifts, causing so, the problem. So you guys are doing that, and I was actually surprised to just read that you guys got a huge facility that you're making, like you're making all this stuff and getting it all ready, right? Yep, yeah, we've got uh, we're expanding too. Um, wow. Yep, just need a little bit more warehouse space, but lots of opportunity out there, and things are we're in a, a good place right now, for sure. Uh, what else do I want to ask you? I'm just curious about a bunch of other stuff that you guys are going on. Is there, what others do you guys work on? So that, uh, I mean, the indoor guardrail system is another big part. Bollards. We get into some like crash beams and barriers and that kind of thing as well. We do like the tire killers. Yeah. Um, we supply and install those. We there's a lot of demand for road blockers out there these days, like a wedge barrier. Yeah, um, similar functionality to a crash rated bollard. So but you guys make those as well too. Yeah. Oh really? Huh? Yeah. That's a whole other 
well, I guess it's the same kind of setup, but it's just a different. Yeah, it, it's similar but different kind of thing. Same like technology and how they're operated and that kind of thing. You're talking about the wedges, right? The, yeah, that come out, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically, a horizontal guillotine. If you yeah approach it at a certain speed. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Listen up, guys. If you love top-line products and are interested in a dealer opportunity, you're going to want to hear this. I recently installed a box gobbler wall insert from MB Sentinel on the garage wall adjacent to my front porch to make a secure locker for my package deliveries. Let me tell you, the user experience is pure freedom. I can now make returns right from my home and I don't even have to be there. Even knowing what it was supposed to do from the get-go, it still made me smile when I experienced my first delivery. If you want to see the scope of work the install requires, you can find the video on my socials. So check them out, mbsentinel.com, or call them directly for dealer details at 1-800-910-4251. And again, that's 1-800-910-4251. Yeah, so we do a bit of that. But, uh, I mean, sometimes I have to reel, we have to reel it in a little bit. It's like, okay, we've got all this innovation coming out. We've got a great product line that we also need to just execute on, um, getting out into the market and, and growing people's awareness. You're not going to show is, that yet. Yeah. Tell me later on. Yeah. Off mic. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. just, so what about the technicians? You got to tell me about your technicians as well. So, I mean, that's the guys actually fabricating the units themselves. Yeah. So our installation team does a, a good amount of fabrication uh, in the shop, custom jobs and that kind of thing. And yeah, they do the fabrication. Then they go out in the field and, and install it as well. We, we have a lean team of installers, but they can do the work of a, a couple guys. Can you get, I'm just trying to think of funkiness. Are you ever going to get some sort of, let's just say for lack of a better word, a rapper in Toronto here or whatever, and he doesn't want a black or a brush stainless, or he wants some sort of design or something like that on it, right? So you can get any RAL color you can imagine okay. on, on any of the, you know, fixed semi-automatic i try to not you know with the retractable bollards i always worry that paint could could scratch over time kind of thing so i usually just recommend the stainless finish but i mean the sky's the limit should we we put together something and advertise some cool designs i don't i don't don't know i just people keep on i i just say that as as beautiful as the stainless look or or even other options that are out there not necessarily the other ones that are designed for practical and commercial spaces or whatever i just see some homeowners or some owners just basically saying no no no, i want something sort of funky it's like back to the light option thing or something like that right yeah there's a company in the states that does like custom socks that go over top of bollards for what purpose? Advertising, basically. So, <laughs> I, I know. We never brought them in. We, we brought in a couple samples to try one time, but... I just don't understand it. Why would... Well, they? so that if you're putting them in front of an event center or something and there's a... Oh, I get it. ...event okay. going on, they okay. you put their, lo- their okay. logo on it. Right, so, trade show stuff where you can just... Yeah, I've, yeah. S- I've seen like the, conc- or the cardboard sleeves that just go right over yeah, them. Similar. And that's what it is. Okay. I thought it was for the homeowners. They're putting, Oh no, no. Like, it's Christmas time or something like that. And they put on a little like a candy cane. Yeah. Bollard. Something like that. It's not a bad idea. Actually. <laughs> right. That you can park it there and then you got candy canes protecting your car. At yeah. Point. But then if you try to drive into it, you're in trouble or try to take a bite out of it. But yeah, exactly. No, I guess I, I, I can only assume that you guys are probably having a lot more fun just trying to figure out how to be more protective and more proactive for this industry for what's going on. Cause I still, I'm dumbfounded how the insurance and police and everybody else should be rallying behind you guys to try to get more support out of this. Unless there's a funny way of just how this, like you said, slow moving train, like a ship operates in this country where I just, I, I'm looking at it like, well, the problem is theft. Yeah. Why exactly. don't we stop there? And then, you know, if we have to get everybody's home as a part of this and have ballers in front of them, that's going to deter everybody now from not having their vehicle stolen. So now you have to do is just worry about your vehicle being stolen when you go out and you park it on the street somewhere and you do that, but not at home. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be a crazy thought? Eh? But I'm not a politician, so it's just. I know. There's a, always a lot going on that we maybe don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like to get this amount of vehicles out of the country all the time there has to be there has to be a some inside job yeah. at port like yeah. all the way across it's like you don't you, like nobody puts up a red flag when all of a sudden you start seeing a collection of variety of different vehicles coming in and it's not like range rovers or 
taking a container and they're being shipped to another country. No, it's a Range Rover, it's a Porsche, it's a it's a Dodge TRX. It's like it's like it's all these different kinds of vehicles. So where are they all coming from? Exactly. They're not coming from dealerships. You've got scanners and when people cross the border to see exactly what's in the vehicle you, can you not have that same technology to scan the containers with a bunch of stolen vehicles but i go exactly. back to montreal i go back to montreal and uh it doesn't even leave the country through borders it leaves through containers mm. to ship yeah. and out of here and open water free and clear yeah <laughs> i'd love to know what actually is fully going on but i don't, no, think I don't want to know anything about it because i don't need to knock on the door or whatever and somebody going just he knows shut too up much. And, hey, he knows too much he's sharing too much no yeah. i don't i don't need to know that whole inner workings of what's going on but that's it's, true it's a shame i love that you guys have that product i love that you guys are, are solving a problem and i'm, I'm pretty sure it's deterring like it, it totally is deterring and it probably puts people at ease now that they can sleep well because you're right like like your opening song yeah you, yeah. you, you wake up and you're like you're not even sure if it's going to be there anymore we had uh an interview with one of our customers a couple of weeks ago. And she said, it sounds dramatic, but this product changed my life. I, we hadn't slept like for months, but now I go to bed. It's been three months since we installed it. We've had no issues. Like I can sleep in peace. Thank you. Well, it's yeah, that's nice. To hear. It, it makes me think about when I was a teenager and I would steal my dad's car. Yeah. I would actually have to unlock it, push it down the driveway, down the street, and then start the engine and then take off. And if I had a baller there, or if he was smart enough to put a baller there, yeah. then that'd be a different story, right? I would have to figure out how to unlock that one as well. You could be a car thief. No. <laughs> no, no. I just, I want to avoid that. But it's just, yeah, I guess today's teenagers, are they still, teenagers still stealing parents' cars these days? Pretty disconnected from the teenage world these yeah, days, right, but right, you'd right. think. I, you would think that they would. Yeah. They probably mask their own parents' fobs and then just get into the car and take off, right? And yeah. bring it back and there's less gas and exactly. more mileage. Run run the odometer back like in Ferris, <laughs> Ferris Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> it doesn't work. Ferris is not going back. Uh, what else you want to share, Sean? I just I, I think we've talked about a bunch of stuff, but I just I'd love for you to share more stuff. Well, things are pretty exciting at Ontario Ballers right now. We've really just started diving into having a bit more of a social media presence. Um, That's a funny world. It is, for sure. Um, Especially with the product that you're selling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, again, it's just the residential stuff has taken off. Yeah, That's probably how you found us. Yeah. Was yeah. That I put up a TikTok a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I, that I saw it and I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just finding that that kind of organic marketing is bringing some interesting people our way. Yeah. Interesting opportunities our way, like uh, this morning, for example, being on your show. Yeah. So, yeah, just trying to always use the tools that we can to grow the business and learn one day at a time. That's all you can really do. Exactly. Uh, you want to tackle the 12 questions? Let's do it. Let's do the 12 questions. There's a couple tricky ones in here for me. There is. There's always that. It's just you got to think about them, right? So Sean Lowry is here from Ontario Ballards, www.ontarioballards.com, and his number is uh, 289-891-8559, info at ontarioballards.com, and all over social media under Ontario Ballards. What everyday sound brings you joy or comfort and comfort? Hearing my, my little guy, two years old son, just say daddy. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite beverage? Favorite beverage is coffee, for sure. Coffee, particular one, or is this? You know what? I started putting a little bit of splash of cinnamon in my coffee in the morning, and it's nice. I mean, I'm I'm not a coffee snob. I just like having. I look forward to it in the morning. What's your least favorite tool? Anything that's like unnecessary manual work. Like if I have to use a screwdriver for. And no reason when instead of a drill the a whole drill. time i'm just doing the math in my head of how much time that i'm wasting by not using a drill what turns you on creatively really just uh i have a lot of fun trying to build anything new in terms of like writing a song about bollards or just like any type of creation they might actually are you guys going to use it as a theme song kind of thing or something just get it out there possibly hey, you never know our yeah our founder said well we should write a song about bollards just in passing and i was like i should write a song about bollards instead of just playing tyler childers or something on here <laughs> what word or concept is overused you find meaningless and overused these days i always struggled with the overuse of the word awesome i find when that's why i started using awesomeness 
that that works too. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're in awe of something, it should be something that doesn't happen 30 times a day. It's true. So I just wish that one was used a little bit more uh, intentionally. What's your favorite curse word? Probably shit. <laughs> I try not to be too vulgar, but it no, does come it's out. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, what's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Anything, any mode of transportation. For my wife and I's wedding a couple of years ago, my father-in-law bought a 1989 Georgie Boy Cruise Master Winnebago 30-foot motorhome for us and redid the entire outside, inside, detailed the whole thing. You probably spent a wow. 1,000 hours on it. And so that's kind of our little family cruiser vacation mobile. It's you know, We're so lucky. It's cool. And he did the engine and everything too? Yeah, it's, so it's in it great per, shape. It purrs in. Wow. Only got 100,000 kilometers on it. It's it's a beauty. What do you miss from your childhood? I just had a weekend with uh, three best friends uh, from childhood. And just I miss the playing ping pong for eight hours straight, not having a worry in the world, just Careful. hang time, you know? I know. What term or phrase resonates with your core of who you are? A lifelong learner. I like to keep up with what's going on and anything with hands and you're building things and yeah, exactly. You're constantly thinking about that. If you could master a skill outside of your expertise, what would it be? Piano is next on the on the list. You did very well with the guitar. Thanks, appreciate it. I guess the kid's gonna be musically inclined as well too. You better be. <laughs> uh, if you could speak with any historical figure, who would it be, and what would you ask? I had trouble with this one, Did but I, I thought it'd be cool to like talk to the Wright brothers or something and just pick the brain a little bit about like the process and how did you guys build something that technically wasn't possible and did you think that it was actually going to happen and tell them about what's going on now with aviation. Yeah, that'd be an interesting conversation. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? I'd like to hear that you use the gifts that I gave you to the best of your abilities and led a good life. Nice, man. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you having me on the show and talking about this stuff. It's uh, I always like meeting new people and, and new unique ideas, but unfortunately it's directly connected to construction. It's like part of our wheelhouse. And if anybody that's in construction listening to the show you should be offering this to your clients as well, especially the hardscapers and the landscapers out there. For sure. Um, you know, or even just asphalt guys, drywall, driveway guys, like all kinds of concrete guys and girls, everybody out there. Like you should be having a conversation with your client about this. We're getting tons of calls from people looking to distribute and install our manual and automatic residential bollards. Um, so if anybody's looking to distribute, we are always looking. You guys are offering that as well too. So if a if a GC comes along, they want to install it, or do they want you guys want to, you guys want to be doing all the installation? A bit of both. Okay. It's a case by case scenario. Yeah, you guys can work with them at that point. Yeah, exactly. Because I could see the you know the tradespeople in the business going, well, I want to install it. I want to learn about it, right? So exactly, probably hire you, get a job done, and then just buy it from you and start doing it. Exactly. It's like anything. You see an opportunity in the market, you think it's something that's within your scope, so you figure out how to do it. And guys are doing that right now, and we're helping them, so it's working out. Start working on the four baller corner lift driveway. Yeah, it's next on innovation, 100%. Because I guarantee you some criminal is going to find some sort of crane on a silent drive or something like that to crane the car out away from your bollards, man. Yeah. That's, that's the only way he's going to get the vehicle out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it never happens, but... I hope it doesn't happen either, but it's just... It's funny. I know that you're talking about it. It's mostly the GTA, but... I, this is also being filtered to all kinds of suburban, like this is just any neighborhood nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody's living in the core downtown, not living in all the higher end places there. This could be anybody's driveway that this can happen in. Exactly. Yeah. We're getting calls from Collingwood all the time and stuff too. Like same thing. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it for me too. Thanks so much for having me. Um, okay. Again, anybody interested ontarioballards.com or ant.ca that's a-n-n-t i want to check out the ant.ca i want to see all that about what's going on there but that's all the extreme stuff that's going on yeah it's the more just heavier duty kind of product um, but yeah if you want to see some of the crash tests and stuff too check out our youtube there's some good stuff on there when's the buffalo trip thing happen next one probably not till the spring the spring mm. but 
if you want to come. Yeah, keep me posted. We can do a follow-up interview. I, I totally would do like, uh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. I'll bring my popcorn. I'll bring the popcorn. <laughs> you just come. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thanks so much, man. Angelina, we're out of here.